Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is a special one. We're taking an episode from Uncover Your Magic. That's Ashley's podcast. And it's one where she interviews Christy Levy. And Christy and Ashley are talking about all kinds of stuff that they're getting once they've gone through the boot camp and once they've been listening to Joshua for a while and what happens after you start living this new approach to life. And it's really fascinating. And at the end, Christy brings in someone for Ashley and it's pretty interesting. So I thought I'd be playing this one for you. It's really fun. And see what you think about that before we get started. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. We have a new basic training program starting in a few weeks. We're going to have a limited number of people who can get on to that one. It just gets too big after a while, and it's hard to do the Zoom and all that stuff, so we sort of limit it. There'll be a lot of people who are taking it again and a lot of new people. So if you're interested in the basic training, which is the first step in anything, it's a very easy course. It's over five weeks, but it covers all these topics in a really simple-to-understand process that you'll really get it. Once you get this, your perspective will change and you'll look at everything in a new way and then you'll be prepared for everything else. It's really a great way to start 2023 and we're going to do another one here in about four weeks from now. Send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and I will send you all the information. Also, there's a lot of free stuff on the website, theteachingsofjoshua.com. You can get the free meditations. There's all kinds of free stuff, answers to questions and videos and stuff like that. So check that out. And of course, if you have any questions for me, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. All right. Without any further ado, let's get started. Please welcome Christy Burkhead to the show. Welcome, Christy. Hi, Ashley. So nice to see you. I know this is our first time really meeting in on Zoom, but I feel yeah. like I've known you for the last year or two through um, Joshua, through Gary Temple Bodley. And, you know, I've watched your evolution and your growth, and it's been so fascinating to see, you know, I, I think because we're pretty much the same age and I look at life when you are looking at it from the higher perspective and what we know now from all of our growth in the last few years, like everything is perfect and it's all working for us, even though like when we look at our, you know, now, you know, if I have teenagers and you know, you have Lily, she's what, 22, 22, um, you know, being a parent and, you know, having that knowledge, um, raising your children, you know, knowing that it is all perfect, but gosh, if you knew that when you were their age, like what, you know, what life would be like, right. Oh, absolutely. If I had known that I learned about Abraham Hicks when my daughter, when I was pregnant with my daughter. So she oh. has been absolutely raised with this. And I've had that thought several times and, you know, I just have to go back to, well, I wouldn't be here. I'm quite sure I wouldn't have the life I have now. If I knew all of this, what, what would it have done? What, where would I have gone? And I, I began to understand where we go, where we're going to go. And, and so it's just that, that place of, okay, well, she has it, at least we're able to pass it on to them and raise them consciously, right? Not try to control them. And, and that's very interesting. I maintain that I probably spent more of her life controlling her than not controlling right. her, but at least I understood what I was doing. Right. <laughs> so. Exactly. At least I knew what I was doing. But um, So when you think of your life and you go back to, you know, when you were Lily's age, I feel like 
you know, there's what you're doing now. I want people to understand the breadcrumbs that were kind of being dealt to you. Like, wake up, Christy, wake up, you know, let's, you know, then you keep moving on. Let's wake up. So kind of give us this little background of where and how you got to 2019 finding uh, Joshua going in that place. Perfect. A little. Oh, sure. When um, my mother is a very spiritual person. So I've grown up with her going through different things in spirituality, religion, and exploring different things. By the time I was in my 20s, she was studying Marianne Williamson, The Course in Miracles. She was getting her Reiki master. And through that, she just introduced me to those things. Read this, listen to this. And, and I did it. So on some level through my 20s, I was mildly awake, mildly. And then I you know, kept moving, kept moving. And in my late 20s, early 30s, I had a very drastic event that was there to wake me up, I am sure. And that was that my boyfriend at the time was murdered. And so that was a crazy event and turned out to be someone that from my past that did this. So it was very dramatic and traumatic. And in that, I woke up a bit. I was meditating prior to that and intensely. And I felt like after that, that the meditation had caused it, right. how we can do that when we're young. I thought I, I have this weird power and I made something horrible happen. So I put it aside, an event that was really intended to wake me up. I was afraid of it mm-hmm. and then moved through until my mother introduced Abraham Hicks to me. And from there kept, kept going, had my daughter, you know, other small events that I'm aware now look back on and say, wow, that was something, but mm-hmm. I just kept moving steadily and, and listening and staying connected until I had a little disenchanted. I loved Abraham for years, went to seminars and I still do, but I got stuck in that. How do I do this? How do I raise my vibration? What does that mean? Find a better feeling thought. I don't know how to do it. And mm-hmm. So I shut that down and just ignored it all for a bit, a year or two. And one day was looking for law of attraction podcasts. And I found Gary Temple Bodley and the teachings of Joshua. And it just lit up for me. And within five or 10 minutes of listening, I understood that what I had been doing, I mean, it was quick, actually. What I had been doing was trying to create my reality by changing what was going to happen tomorrow. Right. And in that moment, I said, wait, it's about looking at what's right now and accepting that. I don't have to love it, but just accept that it's perfect for me right now. And it was instantaneous, the switch. Right. So then I did the boot camp, which you're familiar with. And mm-hmm. after doing several, then these bizarre things began to happen to me. <laughs> But, you know, I think when it's the same with me, I was looking at, I think I, I grew up with Abraham Hicks too. I, when I was in my early twenties, I, I live in San Diego. She lives here when I mean, she has a house here in Del Mar. And I'm like, I see her, I ran into her at the mall before. And, um, so I have raised my girls with Abraham Hicks. They know tapped and tuned in, turned on when we met her, they were like giving her all, it was so such an amazing, um, you know, a moment, you know, I don't know. That is. So when, when I look at your life 
and I see, you know, it, I, it's so familiar to me. Like I feel I resonate with you. So when I, um, before I started the podcast, you know, that's all I was doing was I'm an Abraham Hicks. I'm, you know, listening to all their, you know, what two hour, um, YouTube, you know, I, it would be, that's all I would do on my walks yeah. and my runs. And it'd be like, it would be a constant and I get it. I get what you mean. Like I get that part, but mm-hmm. I was missing something. Right. And I just, I know when it said on the podcast, if you like Abraham Hicks, and then it was like Joshua live. So I just kick click that and I start listening and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, it's calling me. Right. So mm-hmm. I went down that rabbit hole, Christy, like <laughs> probably you did too, but yes. I have gone to every, I listened to every single one I could. And then I'm sending him to my friends and to Richard and <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I found something it, it's hitting, you know, like I, it resonates. This is the next, yeah. my next step. So then I go, go there like you did, but what people need to understand is um, the, the daily repetition and like for you to not be afraid of meditation and how powerful that is. And to know that what we found and when it resonates and those inspired thoughts that tell you to go and do that and to be in the moment and how many people don't do that, you know, so go there. That, yeah, that for me, the, once I started listening and then was certainly inspired to do the boot camp. And I started doing this and began to understand this difference between inspiration and an urge to change a condition. And that inspiration comes and you you get this idea and immediately there's some kind of fear that pops up and that's by design. Right. So, you know, the the inspiration might be just simply call your mother. And the fear that pops up is subtle. Oh, she's probably busy right now. Oh, I only have five minutes in the car. I don't have enough time, whatever it might be. Or I don't want to get into whatever. That's the fear that pops up after an inspiration. And I started to play with that. And then to understand that an urge to change a condition was to see someone do something that I perceived as mean to my daughter and to pick up the phone and call them or walk over to them and tell them how horrible (laughs) they were. That's not an inspiration. That's an urge to, to control or change a condition. I started to understand that. And even still after, and of course, limiting beliefs, that was a big one and empowering beliefs and understanding what was happening, why I was feeling fear, why, why something would occur. I would feel negative emotion. Oh, some limiting belief I have has been triggered here. Just how bad the emotion is, is how intense this belief is. And I learned how to process that. So I started to not be afraid of feeling bad anymore. Mm -hmm. And I I realized, wait, the only reason that I want something to happen or am afraid for something to happen is that I believe that when, and if it does, I will feel something. I don't want that thing to occur. I don't want to go to that show because I want to go to the show. It's because I think I will feel good in doing, I don't want that car because I want the car. I think, because when I have the car, I'll feel good. Right. And I don't want that to happen because if it does, I'll feel bad. And I started to dissect that a lot where I just wasn't afraid anymore of much. Mm-hmm. Still there, but I said, you know what? If I feel bad now, I know what to do with it. I have a tool to process it or several. Right. I started walking through life that way and 
I decided one day to just play with inspiration. I didn't have any meetings. I thought, well, let's just see what happens in a day. If I just follow my inspiration all day, Ashley, I looked like a nut job. If you <laughs> can have a camera on me, I was sit down, stand up, go here, go there. And we drove to the gym instead of to the gym. I went a different way, all kinds of things that I did. I didn't, can't say that something monumental happened other than I had a great time. Everything that, that I felt like I needed to do got done eventually. And I learned how to listen to it. Yes. I learned how to hear it. And now that's, that's what happens. I attempt to stay in the moment and just do what I'm inspired to do in the moment. You have to make plans. We made plans to do this. This was an intention, but I move through it and move to it with excitement and know that if something happens that this doesn't work out today for you or for me, or we have technical issues, that's great too. It's perfect. And it will be just fine. And I can process whatever I feel about that. So that's really what primarily what the boot camp taught me and then raised my perspective on myself. Right, in for sure. every area. Yeah. And, and I, I go through life that way too now. I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. When I, when we're talking on this, on this podcast and people are listening, I mirror that I mirror what you're saying. And it's not that that's the cool thing. It's like when you meet yes. people that have done this, we're mm -hmm. all on the same page. I mean, we, yeah, we have different experiences and we have all the, you know, different limiting beliefs and all that, but gosh, it's just, it's, it's, I look when you're just explaining that story about, you know, going to the gym and then going to start, you know, whatever it is. I do that a lot. And like when I'm on traffic in, in, on a freeway, mm -hmm. learning how to do that, learning how to listen to my, um, really my higher self. Am I going to yes. take this exit or does it feel right? And like, or do I turn here, but I'm listening. And I've, I've, I've learned in the last couple of years, I've used that as a tool, you know, to right. like try to recognize that voice where people don't recognize it. You know, it's hard to hear. We think so much. We, we believe that our thoughts are who we are and they're clearly not. Our brain is a receiver. The science will tell us that our brain doesn't generate anything. It is a receiver for, of information. So depending on your perspective on yourself, which is your vibration that Abraham talks about, you're going to attract thought at whatever level that is. And your inner self is always guiding you always and letting you know those, those inspirations come from there. Those, they are a much higher vibration. And you begin to recognize that, that doubt that oh, I just made that up. What if you did? It's, right. it isn't, you, you can't, you can't generate a thought. It's not possible. You have to attract it. But what if you did? So what? Just begin to listen and you will eventually notice the difference between those thoughts that say that should not have happened. That was bad. That was horrible. And those thoughts that say, eat this piece of fruit, <laughs> turn right here though. You'll recognize that they sound different. Right. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah. let's get, let's get into that. Okay. So here you are, you know, boot camp. what three, you had done three or what? I, before any of this began to show up, I think I had done between six and eight. Oh, <laughs> so okay. I had done, yeah, I had done a few <laughs> 2019, <laughs> um, okay. 2020 and then into 21. So yeah, I had done some, somewhere between six and eight by the time any of this showed up. Okay. So yeah. your, um, your first experience was at Gary's house 
over. It was. Oh, wow. With, with yeah. Isabel, with Isabel yeah. Zimmerman. Right. So go, go to that place where, so if people could get where you, you've done six to eight boot camps, you've been all in, you've done every, you've like almost been a straight A student, right? Yes, like you've done right. all the homework, you've done all the meditations, you're going you push past the fear of being afraid of meditation and realize the, the magic in it. Right. Yes, absolutely. That took time. Gary had to encourage me in that way. I, I I didn't want to meditate and he just encouraged me to sit with my eyes open and listen to the meditation. So I did that. And eventually I realized doing the boot camp, I hadn't caused anything in the way that I thought I had. So I went right back into it. And by the time this happened, I was doing deep meditations. Now I'd gone through all the Joshua meditations and I would do those first and then go into some sort of deep other sort of meditation. So yeah, I was, I was a straight A student for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're at, you're with the, at a part, you're at Gary's house and it's, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of people there and you're getting something. So go to that place. This is the first experience, right? It was the first, it was the very first experience. And it was just Gary, uh, Tracy drew myself and Isabel, and we were goofing off playing music, dancing. And I kept having this name Maria in my head, but it was so loud, like an earworm, like when you get a song that you play over and over again, I just kept hearing it. There's music playing, there's conversation happening. And this was louder than that in my head. And I just shut everyone down and asked, do we have a friend named Maria? I feel like there's somebody we know that could be in trouble. I don't know. I just have this weird thing. We did. It went on for a couple of hours. Nobody could figure out anything. We went back to the party and I kept stopping it until Isabel finally said, Christy, do me a favor. Isabel's quite open. She has a very open belief structure, much more so than I did at the time. And and still now she pushes me a lot, but she said, why don't you ask this name that you're hearing? If it is non-physical, if it's past, you know, an entity or an energy that's passed on. And I rolled my eyes at her and I did. And I asked it in a very cheeky, silly way out loud. And when I did, I was covered in goosebumps, just head to toe. It was electric. And I, Oh, I, whoa. Now I still believe me for a long time that I was imagining it. Things we, as this is someone and she, Isabel kept saying, do you have an initial? And I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe anything that I was thinking that was coming to me. I just, like we just spoke of, didn't trust it at all. She asked, is it Maria and she said the last name. And when she said that, this, the same thing happened again. And I said, wow, I think so. Who is that? And she said, that's my grandmother. Hmm. This had to happen with Isabel. There was no one else that I would have been even right. remotely comfortable to go through this with. And she, Isabel asked a couple of questions. I told her what some of the answers I was feeling. And then I was also being given some information and I wouldn't say it. It seemed ridiculous to ask Isabel about cooking. I kept getting this thought and it was silly to me because everybody's grandmother cooks everyone. Well, that's a dumb question. I'm not going to ask her that. So I just put the words in myself and said, were you close to your grandmother? And Isabel said, told me this story that her grandmother had taught her to cook and she didn't let any of the other grandchildren in her kitchen. And when she said that I start crying and I, because no one else knew that that was being said but I knew it. And I, right. I just, I, and I, as I have to stop, I can't do this. I'm flipping out. And in that moment, I actually could feel this physical sensation of a hug from behind me. Is she, this, whatever this, I, I mean, if I looked down, I could have seen the hands imprinted on my, but I wouldn't look down. It felt like I could have. So 
it just progressed little by little. I, to me, looking back, it seemed slowly, but it was very fast. It was that. And then weeks later, something else and something else and something else until I became very more comfortable in recognizing what it was. And the things that came were so obscure that there were things I couldn't possibly have known. No way I could have known just silly little things about someone cutting her bangs in the bathroom the day before when she was alone. And I, she was living in a different city. So I was told by her husband that this had happened. And I asked her and she started crying. Her husband had just died and she was really struggling. And there were all these little things that he was letting her know he was right with her. And after talking to me, the 15 or 20 things that he gave me, she knew he was with her. He was seeing everything she was doing and it helped her move past it, helped her get over her grief. So that was pretty cool. Gosh, I've been watching your YouTube videos and, um, you know, I I'm thinking I got to get Christy on this podcast before she's too busy for me (laughs) before she's like this famous, like, I mean, it's almost like every, when you go into the the letters and you spell out the, I mean, even for that other woman where you spelled out action. Yeah. Oh, that was so you saw my surprise. I oh, freak out my all the gosh. time, but there's so many, um, it's just so detailed and, you know, and if I was, you know, telling Richard about it and he's like, Oh, does she do research? You know how there's minds. I said, no, honey, <laughs> <There's-> <laughs> no, she, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. It's one of those things where this things I get, I'm not sure even how, how I would, this didn't start happening until I was 56. And I have another career. I mean, I'm, this is not something I wanted to do. And a lot of what you see on there, I'm done for free. I, it's not something, you know, just, it's just, it's fun. And it seems to work well for people. The difference in what I do. And one reason I, I don't know how mainstream it is, is that typically what comes in is a spiritual message. I am not like Tyler Henry or the Long Island medium, where it's just a message of comfort in, in the case, even of the woman I was talking about. And even in the case of Isabel, the message I got for them was very direct and it is a message of ascension. It is letting them know a path to take things to do very specific things to do, or things to look at, to repair, to even out whatever it is, this that is going on with you is something that we want to focus on right now. And we're going to help you, but this is going to help you go where you want to go. So depending on the person that I'm talking to, everyone's on a spiritual path. But when I meet with people that don't do this work at all, it's interesting and how, what the softballs are that come through for them. It's, it's very light, go for a walk, breathe, uh, meditate. If you can, for five minutes, it's very simple or talk to your brother, say this to these sorts of things where just things for them to repair and let go of. And, and, um, so it's, I'm not sure what kind of mainstream appeal it has, but yeah, no, I, I don't, I can't do research. Typically I don't know who I'm working with. I have no idea (laughs) who they are and they're in some other country and I I have a first name, maybe that's it. So it's pretty, yeah, it's, it's really great. And the stuff you get, I'm not sure you could research. I don't know how things I I would find, like, how I would research that. Well, even my other friend that, um, that connected with you about what she does for her job, her dad came through and said, you're, you're like, um, 
ancestry is all this kind of workers. And that's why you do so well at your job. Like, you know, like it was oh, just so. That was your, okay. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Awesome. But that's that great. was, cause I always say, gosh, you're, you do that for work. It just never like connected me. And then when I heard you tell her that her dad comes through and says, this is why you do what you do. And you do so well is because you have this lineage of that kind of work. And I was like, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's why you did so well at that job. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's the weird stuff that, that comes usually. So it's fun. And that's just what happens. What happened is that because that came through and I, I got comfortable with that medium thing and began to understand it and the way that they communicated. And when I got something right, they would remove the picture from my mind I can't imagine very well and I'm not good at picturing things in my mm -hmm. mind. So pictures came in and words would appear. And so I, I knew I wasn't doing it. And if I say what they're trying to tell me, the picture will disappear. So I, I know, okay, I've got that right. Huh. I got comfortable with that. And then the clairvoyance and the visions of past, present, and future showed up. And that was confusing, but those will come into play in my readings as well and have many times where I'll get a vision of a past. And so I'll see a memory and I can, those typically only happen when I do the face-to-face -face ones where someone comes to my house and okay. those, I don't, I don't record is not a way for me to do it really. So I don't really record those, but those are interesting where I can see memories and that started to happen. And then, and then they just started piling on <laughs> these weird things that show up. Right. But you, you get yeah. emotional, like, and I, you start to cry when you, you feel they're their emotion. That's, that's to me, the most interesting thing. And since this has happened, I, I've actually never really watched mediums and I thought it was crap. I, I really did. My belief structure was pretty locked down when I got into Joshua, just things I thought were real and not. And I watched them and they don't seem to do that, but it happens every time for me, whoever's coming through almost always will give me a, and they say, it's just a drip of it. And it, it, it floods and I can't do anything, but cry. It's just, uh, right. it's overwhelming. I don't care who you are. You, you would cry if you can't stand it, the toughest guy in the world, but then I can feel the nuance in it. And it's always a little bit different. It's always this knowing feeling, this love is knowing, which is something that, that came to me a while back that now Joshua and white light, both all the time use, but this feeling of love really isn't what we know is love here because there's no fear in it. And it, the way I got it, I just, I said, this feels like knowing it's huh. knowing it's so different than, than love mixed with fear. And, okay. and then there's always nuances to it that are specific to what they want to convey to the person there they're speaking to. And it's right. always a little bit unique. Yeah. It's crazy. Talk about, <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about the white light because that came through at the same time or no decipher the two. Oh, it's, it's very easy. They're so unique. Um, white light showed up. I was just doing a meditation and since something I didn't normally do, but occasionally I would talk to Joshua, our teachers, or I would talk to Abraham in a meditation. And what do you mean? Connection. What does that mean? Just, I would, in my, with my eyes closed, I'd be deep in a meditation and I would maybe reach out and ask a question and say, what, what is here? What does this mean? What, whatever. And I sometimes just ask, reach specifically for them. I don't know. Cause they were teachers that I could understand. Mm 
Right. So instead of talking to my inner self, which I did all the time, but sometimes I just did that, not often, but I was having this meditation where I was having this back and forth conversation with Joshua, asking questions and getting answers. And all of a sudden I could see them. My eyes were closed, but I could see them. And it was this council. It was beautiful, not all human, all different sorts of things, just gorgeous regal thing. And I said, wow, I've never seen you before. If I opened my eyes, would I be able to see you? And they said, yes, open your eyes. And I wouldn't do it. I was, nope, <laughs> I'm too scared. I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh, funny. Yeah, no way. But so, this is all through your mind. You're not, you're, t- in meditation. you're not, you're not, yes. Yeah. Just in meditation where after years of practice, you begin to learn that if you relax and ask a question, just let a question come, don't fight it. The answer comes immediately. You know this, right? It's just, right. it comes, but it does take some practice and moving, changing your perspective. And raising your vibration where you can begin to understand that this is even possible, why it's possible. And that then it's possible for you. That's right. the thing. That's the journey. And when you say raise the vibration. Cause I know people are listening right now. Like, well, how do you raise your vibration? How do you do that? Christy? <laughs> yeah, that, that was the trick for me. That was the thing. It was, I, I did it in really specifically through the boot camp because it was experiential. It was reading and, and listening podcasts are great and and you will change your perspective or raise your vibration. If you understand that your perspective and your vibration are the same, your perspective on yourself in your reality translates into a vibration. It is the same. That's why some people can be a high perspective in one area in their health, but low perspective in finance and their life is a little bumpy. You want it to be even everywhere. So through that experiential boot camp processing limiting beliefs, recognizing that I am limitless and that those beliefs are false, pumping up the empowering beliefs and just raising my perspective on myself, beginning to understand the biggest key for me was a moment where I was writing and I was free writing on a piece of paper. And all of a sudden I wrote, you are worthless in huge letters. And it was, you are worthless. It wasn't, I am worthless. And I always recognized when my writing would begin to switch from I, me, to you, or even using my name, that was my inner self or something else. And when I saw you are worthless, I've flipped out. I said, why would my inner self or some non-physical tell me I'm worthless? And it, over some conversations with friends and Gary specifically, it came to me, this isn't a limiting belief. This is an empowering belief. You are everything. Right. You're worthless and worth everything and everything in the middle. You're lazy and driven. You're all these different things and you're funny and you're boring. You're everything (laughs) and everything in between. And that moment where I really felt that everywhere, that's a moment where you raise your vibration, but you do it little by little and just beginning to understand and get closer to knowing who you truly are, which is I'm a creator. I'm not a victim to this reality. Everything's happening for me. It's not to me is to show me something to help me get where I want to go. Recognize that you start to raise your perspective. That is your vibration. That's it. It's one and the same. Right. You know what just caught? Yes. But you know what um, I was listening to you talk about like in 20, when you're, you were, you traveled for your job and you know, money, like being with that, this is what I've learned too. It's like, we're always, we always have enough. Mm-hmm. to keep your vibration up. Cause when you're like something, when, you know, oh my gosh, you know, I lost my job. I have this huge bill or, you know, all <sighs> these 
you know, whatever can come at you like yes. that, but to have what we have after doing the work, knowing that it is okay, it is perfect. It's for my highest good. Everything is always provided for. We've never, you know, like that. So what, tell me how, give your perspective on that with a, well, with money and abundance and that with money and abundance. Well, I've, I've made a, a lot of strides in that area where I have begun to understand that money is really a distraction. It's really here as a, an option to discover who you are by discovering who you're not. And when you follow that money, it takes you on a detour in, in a way that you just don't understand. It's fine. Still expansive. You still get there, but this is not very joyful. When I began, you, you operate at a certain vibration. What, where you are is essentially where you are, your, your lifestyle, your, your things, but true abundance isn't having millions and millions of dollars in the bank that you can just go to. True abundance is knowing, no, I am a creator. I will always have what I need to do, whatever I need to do. And nothing more than that. And nothing less than that. There's, there's no need for it. You, you be, it's abundance is love and health and money and all sorts of things and freedom. It's, it's that. And once I really understood that it didn't take me to never worrying about money anymore. It didn't it, but it gave me something to look at when something would happen an unexpected, unexpected bill or building this house where we were double the budget and it was a big budget to begin with. I had no idea. And on this beautiful house, I've designed all this work and I don't think we're going to be able to finish it. We're going to have to sell it because it's double building during COVID. It was horrible. And I, you know, my job had switched. It was crazy. And I still got very scared, but I had a way to get a hold of that and say, no, okay, this is for me. What is it? What do you believe? What do you believe right now that this would occur to you and you would see it like this and feel this negative emotion? What is it? Use these forms that Gary gave me through Joshua and soften them and soften them. And the negative emotion was just showing me something still felt terrible, but I, I know I have what I need to get through it. And yet every time something would show up that always made it, I was always fine. And we're in the house and looking back at my life, I can find evidence all the time that mm -hmm. I've always had what I need to do, what I needed to do when I needed to do it. Even if I'm looking back at a time when we had to file bankruptcy because the market crashed and we had a building company and a real estate company. We lost everything. Right. And even in that, what happened was it took us to a new city to live in a way that we hadn't before to spend more time with our daughter. And we had two or three of the best years of our life when she was six, seven, and eight years old. It was the best thing. No, I didn't have the money to pay those bills and do that stuff. I couldn't keep my house, but I got something so much better. I didn't need it in that moment. I perceived I did, but I didn't. And I can guarantee if you look back at your life, you will see those things. Someone will argue, I didn't have it then. I had to file bankruptcy. Now let's look at what happened after that and tell right. me what you got. That's okay. it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I've, I've been getting um, tears in my eyes a lot it's, during this, our time together. So funny. It's like, yes, yes, Christy. So, <laughs> we agree. We feel the yes. same thing. We know it's true. Right. Yeah. Um, 
So I interrupted you. We took a detour. Let's go back to where you didn't okay. want to open your eyes and see the white light. I didn't want to see Joshua because I, there, Joshua. Was, there were so many of them. And, and they, it was, a, it was a chuckle. I was scared to open my eyes. No problem. They said, we're just here to introduce you to your next teacher. They sort of pulled back this curtain. It was this vivid, bright white light that if I had been looking at it with my eyes, I, I would have had to close my eyes, but I was in meditation. So I could stare right at it. And I named it white light. I said, Oh, white light. And I just, for months, it was just my personal teacher. I, it would huh. kind of hung in this area. I could not see it with my physical eyes, but I had a sense of it. And I would just had conversations all the time and I would ask questions and get answers. And then that just became telling me these incredible, insightful things. And I would share it with friends and they would flip out and say, what? That's um, you know, new concepts and things. Wow. Like what? You know, one thing that would, would pop into your mind that. Um, well, one of them would be this idea of asking before you take any action, asking why, and why am I taking this action? And to recognize that I'm doing this for me, because you, why are you doing this? I'm doing it for me, but I'm going in to do a reading for someone. Right. And do you think that she needs you? Yes. She has cancer and she's looking for something, some answers. She doesn't need you. She's here for you. Anything you do, everything that you approach before you do it, if you've been inspired and you are going to take an action, even if that action is go to a funeral, it doesn't matter what the action is. Eat this dinner. It doesn't matter. Before you do it in any moment, if you can stop and ask yourself, why am I doing it? Why am I going to this meeting for me? These people are showing up here. They've spent their whole life getting to this moment to show me something here. And I don't have anything for them. All I'm here to do is express my love and be here and appreciate them. Suddenly you see the perfection in, in everyone, the someone you're going to meet, mm -hmm. this podcast with you, Ashley doesn't need me. She's here for me. She's lived her whole life and created this whole podcast just so for me to get the chance to do this. I don't know what I'm getting at, out of it. I don't know what I'm going to learn. I don't know what kind of experience, what kind of friend I'm going to have, but she's here for me. Suddenly then I can see the perfection and I understand this person in front of me has all the answers within them. They don't need me. They don't need the dead people coming in. They don't. They just are perfect. All I am is a conduit. And so that was one of the, one of the original, something that they gave me a long time ago. And I shared that with Gary until Gary started to encourage me. He would ask a question and I would answer him and he would say, I'm not asking you, I'm asking them. And so I would translate and tell him what was happening. And as that began to happen, I got different streams of thought, the different ways that they communicate with me and emotion and moving pictures and thought blocks and words, it's all kinds of things. And I would translate that. And then Gary just started practicing with me. He's let's do this. Let's do this. And it was tedious. God love him. It was wonderful. <laughs> I was speaking one word every two minutes, trying to get it out until they eventually knocked me out in a hypnotic state. I passed, I was totally passed out and they spoke through me and Gary, you know, recorded it all and had it. And then from there, we really started practicing until they really taught me how to do it where I could sit up just like Gary does. And, but they speak through me. It's not like Joshua. Gary's translating. I'm not. I'm sitting back and they're speaking. So that that was just my teacher for months. I didn't start channeling them verbally until September. So it's only it's been a few so months. New, right? Yeah, very. Right. What's the connection with the white light and Joshua? Do they? We don't know really, other than they're non-physical, but because 
it, we know Gary and I are so close and we're writing a book together as a collaboration between them where we now have this new course that we've just introduced that is a basic training course that is really a foundational course to to take before the boot camp, but we're now finding boot camp people have wanted to do it. So they are in this first run of it that we have. It's a five week course shorter than the boot camp, but Joshua and White Light have we've channeled it together where I'll write something, Gary writes something, we give it to each other, then Joshua will put a Joshua spin on something I vice versa. It's really fun. And this whole course came out in a week, really. We had the inspiration to do it. I had this idea. We start talking about it. And within a week, we had people, just about a week, we had people starting the course. And we're not finished with it yet. It's it's being channeled as they are in the course. So that's really fun. We just had the inspiration. I did to do something that was a little shorter, a little easier to do, mm-hmm. was a, had more clarity and that there's 24 basic concepts, one every day. It's not as time intensive at the boot camp, a little less expensive than the boot camp. And it's a really great way to just get all these things, all these concepts and raise your perspective very quickly in every area of your life evenly. And that's what we teach people to do in this class. So it's, yeah, so they're doing that together. So we don't know what their connection is other than I have one, Gary has the other, and somehow it works together. (laughs) Uh, You know, another thing I was listening to, um, I don't know how long ago it was, but um, you were saying, you know, I don't know if I really believe in past lives or what that, what is that? Well, and I'm thinking, do you? Well, I'm beginning to now, and that is only because I had another ability show up one time when Gary and I were together that I would, I'm told is it's a little bit, it's like time stamping or it's some ability to be in a location and visually see everything that occurred in that location. Through that, I followed and I was shown some things about a past life and it was a very interesting journey. And the whole time I was saying, white light, I don't believe in this. I really don't. I mean, my friend Isabel does past life regressions. It's fun, but I, I don't think it's true. What they explained to me was like, it, you watch TV and you watch movies and you know, those aren't true yet. You get into them. You love the characters. You laugh, you cry, you change your perspective. You raise your perspective many, many times watching a TV show or a movie. Let's just view this in this way. Just enjoy this, enjoy what we show you, enjoy the fun with it, follow it, follow the history. I'm psychic as heck, and I'm given these paths and these names, and I'm like, it's over here, and we walk and we find stuff, we I find know. actual history. It's it's incredible. And so I have this gift, this ability to do these things. And they said, just enjoy it, see what you see, and let it change your perspective on yourself. Just let it change your perspective. That's all you're trying to do is get to know who you are. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. Right. If you enjoy it, do it. It's better than sitting around watching Netflix. So <laughs> that's kind of, that's where I am with it right now. I really, I, huh. I don't know. I can't tell you that I know that is true. Right. I know what I've seen. I know we've found some things in history books, some things there's no way I, I could have known. Right. So get a name of a house and we go and we find it's, street names or some it's weird. And yeah, we follow it and we put together this whole story and wow, it's incredible. So I don't know. That's, that's sort of my answer. I don't know that I totally believe in it, but it's working and it's really fun to follow. Right. So when, when you, when you get those, um, 
when you get the, when you're doing a meeting, when you're readings with someone and their, their husband or grandmother comes through, doesn't that, does that shed a light on understanding? Like when we die, we go like, do you have a bigger vision of that? It's changed my perspective. Yeah. It's changed my perspective on death for certain. I am quite clear that they don't ever leave. They are right here. They're, they don't go anywhere. We're the ones that can't see them. We're looking through goggles. I know that for a fact. I know how I, the energy that I feel. I know how they show me who they are. I get, you've watched these things. I get the essence of their personality. I tell people little mannerisms that they do. Did he do this with his hair all the time? You know, and yeah, oh my God, you know, I get it. They're not gone. They're right here. But I've never once had one of them say, she was Joan of Arc in a past life. They never speak about a past life. They rarely speak about their death hmm. at all, other than to sometimes give me a date so that we can put it together, right? If I got initials and I'm not getting the name, they'll, they'll switch and they'll say, okay, well, here's a date, try this. And I'll get that and I'll be able to express it. And then the person goes, oh, I know who that is, right? So it, it's right. funny, but they don't talk about it. So it's weird. I, I, so- Let's see. You know, we're talking about Gary. Do you have somebody in your life that's a Gary? What? Or was? Oh, God, Christy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I told you, I said, if, it sh- if something shows up, oh, I'll Oh, my you. gosh. Yes, my dad. Okay. Um, like Gary W? Oh, my God, yeah. Christy. Okay. Um, all right. Oh. Ha! <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, there we go. Oh, um, oh dear. Oh, wow. Mm, okay. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to cry. Uh, mm, so like he passed away, maybe geez, like 2006, right? Oh my gosh. So he, he didn't get to meet your girls in person, right? That's what right. he's saying. Oh, wow. Um, oh okay. my God. This is it's supposed to be a fun podcast and this is really fun. It is fun. I asked him to come. Did you really? Yeah. He's been here for a bit. And every time we say Gary, he flips me like oh. <laughs> on the shoulder. So we, and so I'm okay. I got it. Um, just to let you know that, I mean, this, again, the, this way that I feel is just overwhelming what he feels, but it's multiplied, I think, because it's the girls too exactly the same as if he's been with them every minute he loves them just like that thinks they're beautiful thinks they're amazing and what kind of mother you are is what he's saying you blowing him away oh my gosh okay (laughs) this is ah okay um okay so uh did he have some kind of um (laughs) this right like I've got like patents or copyrights. I think it's oh patents. my god! <laughs> like <laughs> looks like medical stuff. Maybe it was a uh, um, no or yeah, some kind of pat- device. Yeah, on a- patents, patents, patents. Yes, on a rock- it was called a rock hound. He um, patented a, a landscape equipment. Oh okay, I'm seeing some. I can see it. I'm like, it's medical. It's but okay, landscape equipment, but patents. Okay, wow. <laughs> okay. Um, man, <laughs> that's, uh, that's really, really interesting. Um, he's saying he had some, some kind of financial, like financial issue. And I don't know, maybe early two thousands. 
I don't know why he's telling me that doesn't really mean anything. It's funny. Do you, are you aware? Yeah. Okay. Um, just something like messy and he's laugh while he's just laughing. Okay. I get it. Our conversation about abundance and knowing we, we always have what we need when we need to, that's what he's referring to Uh that whatever that was in the, the, the chaos of that, or the, the negative emotion and the downtime of that, like certainly one of the greatest things to ever happen. And, and he knows that now. And for you too, you know, that just laughing about that, that even though you, you know, that happened, know that what you said is true. What you're saying is true. You always Mm -hmm. have, he's always with you. He didn't go anywhere. He just, again, they show me, they step to the side. So I'm going to, tell you one thing he's got some names for me but i i'm it's like um like teresa teresa is that right teresa so i don't know the names are funny but he's again like they're not that not that important the names just it was more to show you that you knew so you knew that he was here um something that's going on with you right now it feels a little vague. I think there might be a reason that he's keeping it a little vague. Um, and it feels like if I say both of these things, he's, he's saying, you're going to know, um, and it is that it either feels like you are in the middle of some sort of a, a decision or <clears throat> like there's something that you're thinking about out here that you're wanting to do. But the question that he's giving me is, um, do I have what it takes? There's, he's saying to, for me to tell you, you have what it takes, darling, you have what it takes. You have more than what it takes to either get to this thing, accomplish this thing, make this, whatever deal with whatever this is it doesn't really feel bad, but it feels a little like either angsty or getting ready to, uh, on a starting line, just want it, but not, I, he's not giving it to me. I, I think I know why, you know, though, you know, what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. Okay. All right. And, and he's just, he's just saying um, that you have what it takes without a doubt. The only limitation at all is your own confidence in you. He's saying he has it. Everyone around you has it. Everyone around you has this confidence in you. You, it's time for you to see it. Even if you don't see it, act like it anyway. Just whatever it is, make the decision and do it. You have everything it takes. Um, also, something that will help you. I get these all the time. This is straight from him. Sometimes they come from spirit guides, but it is um, it is 417 megahertz, which I've gotten before. It seems to be how this would make maybe make sense. I'll just let you look it up and see what it is. Um, 417 megahertz. So just 417 yes. HG, put it in YouTube. And um, and he's saying that's that is your your block is that belief that you don't that question it's a question do I have what it takes I don't really yeah maybe I do I've done, no I don't I do I have what it takes it's this thing and that's a block and that's what has to go so there you go <laughs> there you go <laughs> you are amazing. Uh, yeah yeah <laughs> no I just <laughs> no <laughs> ah. Um, 
you know, <laughs> like I'm. Oh, he's he's saying something about. Do you know somebody named Frank too, or did he? He's like somebody named Frank. He's like somebody named Frank is there too. Just like in a passing, he's saying somebody named Frank huh. is here too. That I don't know. I don't know. He's just like it's very casual. It's the I think the last initial is B. Frank B. Hmm. Would have yeah yeah. So you'll figure it out because it's something, and I may get more on it before we hang up. But some someone that you know somehow. Anyway, <laughs> is there? Amazing. Well, All I right. write I write letters um, before I start my podcast, and knowing what we were going to talk about, and asking you if it would be okay to see if anything came through at the end. Just show <sighs> your gifts. Um, was Dad? Please, I would love for you to come through. Oh, wow. <laughs> and for you to say Gary W. I'm like, what? That's his middle initial. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously your last name is your married name. So I don't, I, I don't get real last name. It was just Gary W. was what he gave me. So I, I didn't know it was at first or last, but that's what no, it was. It's his middle, it's his middle initial. So for okay. sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> and to the patent yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Patents. I, yeah, I, it took me a minute. That was coming. I had to recognize what it was that he was trying to tell me and to say that it's just something that you would recognize that, you know, who would know that? So that just, it's just for you. It's just something. So you'll recognize that I'm, you know, it's, you're drawing the information. I'm, I'm a telephone, essentially. You're mm-hmm. asking for it there and you're allowing it to happen. I don't do anything except just say what I see. And, um, that's the fear part of it is pushing past that to get to this point where I'm, I'm confident enough. There's still always fear in it. I still think I I don't know, is this right? And, and you know, here we are, right. doing this, this isn't a reading, this is your, right. your podcast. And so the hesitation's stronger. Right. And, but every time I would say Gary's name or you would, I would feel this little thing huh. on my shoulder and, and I could feel the energy and, well, someone's here, but it, the Gary thing, I was like, okay, I got to say something. (laughs) You know, I never thought I didn't put that together when we've been saying Gary, you know, Gary Bodley. Right. My father's name was Gary as well. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. And you know, I've got, I've learned from you, um, when they do give you the megahertz. So before we interviewed, I got onto, um, nine, I don't know what I, the one that's what do I get on to 963? And I think I heard that on one of your, it was like connecting to your pineal gland or, you know, like oh, the yeah. oneness. And mm-hmm. I was listening to that for sitting here waiting for you, uh, you know, talking to my dad and, you know, just saying, you know, I just, you know, to come here and show me that you're with me and that you're proud of me and that you're, you know, like he was a businessman and always gave us advice and, you know, being, he died two days after Paige was born. So I never got to say goodbye. Mm. And, um, it was like the birth of my first baby and the death of my, you know, my father. Um, and I know that they're connected, you know, and I just, I just have that connection with that entrance and exit. Mm -hmm. He was, the girls were very clear and that's, that's unusual. They do eventually will either use children's names to let someone verify that they're there children because children that I might not know. So they'll use that in his case. It wasn't about that. The emotion came is he was you. Once you recognize the emotion came, it was really clearly. He said, 
he was explaining to me when he passed, it was really important for me to get that it was 17 years ago because that came before like 2006, I think it was 17 years ago. And there's a reason for that because he wanted me to understand that he didn't know your daughters somehow. He was like, I didn't physically know them, but I want her to know I know them. And that was the flood. It was for all three of you. And then of course, specifically to tell you that he's proud of you and that it's the, you know, the mother you are and the life you're living and understanding this abundance was funny. And, um, but reminding you, you do have what it takes. So it's quick, short message. And I'm certain it could probably go on for a long time with others or spirit guides, but Thank yeah, you. but that was perfect for that. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Gosh, <laughs> sure. I love this, Christy. This was so, such a blessing. Oh, oh it's so my good. pleasure. It's such an honor to me. That's the thing everyone says, thank you. And I can't express enough that when these gifts come in, the clairvoyance and the medium, the they come with this understanding that really anyone can do it. Everyone will have a unique expression of some sort of intuitive gift like this, or many, like I've got a suitcase full, everyone can do it. Everyone, you can speak to your father. It's just that belief that you can't, because they're in your space. I can't speak to anyone that I know that I knew in life. I can't speak to my own father. I can't get, that's what I was going to ask you. No, I can't. I've tried. And it's, I just, for some reason, there's a, there's a block there and I've had a reading done and a girl told me what it was and it, it makes sense, but a lot of it is just, I'm too connected to it. And I just know anyone can do it for me. The pleasure is mine. The honor is mine really to do it. I, I would do it for free all day long. I just simply can't. And I've learned that that energy exchange is important for the other person that they just get more out of it because this is a spiritual message always. And they seem to get more out of it, but I just always want, you know, in your case, thank you. It's so much fun to do. It's so great to let it happen. It's draining because that emotion is intense that they give me, but what a gift that I get to feel that I want you to be able to feel it. All they want is me just at least describe to her what I feel. And that that's incredible. So thank you for letting me do it. (laughs) Christy. Ah, this is so fun. Thank you. So much fun. Thank you. And thank I you. Uh, I know we'll be connected forever. Uh, this is it. We are eternally connected, my friend. Eternally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. It's really fun to hear people talk about what they've gotten out of Joshua and how the boot camps help them and and the basic training course and all that. And how when you're in this stuff for a while and you raise your perspective, your empathic abilities will come online. It happens for everyone as long as they stick with it. And this is what's happened to Christy. And, you know, Ashley started her podcast because of it. And there's so much going on here. Ashley's podcast, by the way, Uncover Your Magic. It's one of the biggest ones in the spirituality genre. And so you can check that out anywhere where you listen to podcasts. It's one of my favorite ones, too. So if you have any questions for me, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. If you'd like to find out about the next basic training course we're starting in a few weeks, uh, send me an email and I'll send you all the information. Until next time, have a wonderful day. Bye.